Sam Wilson allies himself with Bucky Barnes to embark on a series of international adventures. The duo, drawn together by their ties to Steve Rogers, your boy, to thwart the activities of the Flag Smashers, an anti-patriotism terrorist cell. This is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, Mr. Fink, this show has, I think now, more of, um, I think, a tie to yourself because you have been reading the Captain America comics. And I would say now you are an Ed Brubaker, Captain America expert. You have read, I don't know how many comics in the last week. Um, uh, I mean, I would say at least got to be a thousand. Know, yeah. Two, two thousand, three thousand pages <laughs> of, I mean, I just, you know, multiple volumes of day, yes. 150, like, you know, 150 to 300 pages. Yes. Uh, just strictly the Ed Brubaker run. Um, but, you know, 20 volumes, 20 uh, ish volumes of good old TBB, TPBs, yes. which I really did to just kind of almost as an education to myself on what's going on in the MCU and like wanting to read some, like I have been reading more comics in the last few months, but like, yeah. all right, well, let me start with Captain America character type maybe just like you know don't even like that much but i like the winter soldier storyline yes i just went straight basically you told me yes brew baker's the best writer for or because he, I think he created the, for the winter soldier by the way that was his invention so like on the movie winter soldier you'll see him in the credits ed brew baker's name will be in the credits Yep. So I just went straight through it and I, uh, very much enjoyed it. Obviously I held on, kept going with it. Um, so I had to have been liking it on some level. There were times where I'm like, Oh man, more Captain <laughs> America. Oh, they're going to tell the story. He always a weak guy. In New York. Um, but I really liked, especially being able to tie it to Falcon and the winter soldier and the winter soldier being one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Yes. And also with this MCU movie rewatch I'm doing as well. I'm basically becoming a, getting a, Right, thesis mm-hmm. on the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Universe. Because next, I'm going to do the Secret Invasion. Yes, which I believe has a show coming out on Disney Plus, so we can talk about that when that comes out as well. But the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was the follow up to WandaVision, and it got pushed back because of COVID. Because they were actually filming in Prague, and something happened where they like the whole country got shut down. So at three o'clock in the morning, everybody had to like run to the airport so that they didn't get stuck in Prague. They could actually come back to the United States. So that pushed the production back. And I think it changed a couple of things as far as the storyline goes. But I think what we ended up getting, it was only like, what, six episodes or something. It wasn't that long. Um, so it was short and sweet. I know. I didn't see as many good reviews on Falcon and Winter Soldier as I did on WandaVision. I overall enjoyed my time with Falcon um, and seeing his eventual, you know, him taking the mantle and the shield of Captain America from Steve Rogers, which the last time we saw Steve Rogers was at the end of Avengers Endgame. He was an old man. He had lived his entire life. And he handed the shield to Sam Wilson, played by Anthony Mackie. That's it. That's the last of that we hear of Steve Rogers. This show, I think, is supposed to be like six months after Avengers Endgame or something. It's very close to Endgame. Um, 
they don't ever say if Steve Rogers is dead or alive. They show him in the museum. They're doing a dedication of the shield. But at no point does anyone ever say specifically, Captain Rogers is dead. You know, Steve Rogers passed on. So I think they're leaving it open. And I've heard rumors that Chris Evans is actually going to do something going forward. So I think they're just leaving it open. Well, and you saying that actually coupling that with my new Captain America comic book knowledge um, would fall in line with a rather popular storyline in the Captain America universe. As far as I know. Yes. And actually when this was first announced at the, the whole Disney, I think it was like D 23 or something. They announced all these, um, the first wave of Marvel shows Falcon and the winter soldier was not one that I think a lot of people were like really pumped about. But for me, it was interesting because it was going to be, Oh, wait a minute in the comics. Both of these guys have been Captain America. Both of them have used the shield. So I was thinking, well, who are they going to do first? Because in if we go by the comics, Bucky, a.k.a. the Winter Soldier, becomes Captain America first. Falcon, only relatively recently, like within the last, I want to say, five years, became Captain America in the comics. So I was like, well, who are they going to do it? And they ended up just kind of going with Falcon. And um, I think a lot of our current um, social and you know political things that have been happening in the country kind of pushed this storyline forward of, oh, we need a black Captain America. So to me, it was like, it was interesting to see them talk, a, you know, a little bit of social commentary. Like they don't get too far into it, but they talk about Isaiah Bradley, who was in the comics, like an actual black Captain America. They, they hid him. Now that storyline is not actually very well known before this um, before this show came out. After the show now, a lot of people have been looking it up. But it came out like in the early 2000s and not a lot of people read it. It's, it's It was kind of hard to track down um, recently. Like they, they, a lot of copies didn't exist. But its legacy, I think, has lived on of, oh, wait a minute, the government covered up that there actually was more super soldiers there actually was a successful one because they've been trying to do the super soldier thing for years. And even in the Marvel cinematic universe, that's how the Hulk comes about because they're trying to recreate the super soldier serum, but they didn't have a lot of successes. So having a black captain America was something that not only did they hide it, but the fact that it was actually successful. So I like that they brought that in. And I told you about this, the nephew or the um the grandson i'm sorry the grandson of isaiah bradley is eli bradley now you see him answer the door and get kind of an attitude with with sam wilson he yep. is patriot from the young avengers which is basically all of the young avengers are sidekick or like teenage versions of the Avengers. So Patriot is the teenage version of Captain America. So Marvel has already said that they're, uh, or I'm sorry, no, they haven't said it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They've basically set up all of the young Avengers. Like you can see the Wanda's children are in WandaVision. They're coming out with this Hawkeye show. Um, and, and Kate Bishop is in that one. The, um, 
all of the pieces to the Young Avengers are being set up. So when I saw him, I immediately said, "Oh, that's it. That's Eli Bradley." So that was fun for me. And I and I um I was talking to you and I was recommending you read the Young Avengers book before they put that out because I think that's going to be great. Like they're all the actors that they're picking have been pretty good. Like the casting has been great so far. And I want to see not only that, but the villain that they've already announced, um, Kang, Kang, who is like a time traveler. He's a young Avengers. He's, he has ties to the, also the old Avengers as well, but he has a big storyline with the young Avengers. So they've already announced that. So it's like all these pieces are coming into play. So seeing that for me was really fun. Um, Yeah. And I really, uh, with this show, I think just the interactions between um, Papa Doc and um, the Winter Soldier (laughs) Uh are probably my favorite. Did you get the reference to Papa Doc? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, from Eight Mile. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He came a long way from the size. Of that the was his first but, uh, role ever. Yeah, um, as far as I can tell, let me look. Yeah, it I'm up. sure. But he, uh, my favorite. I mean, is the interactions between Bucky Barnes and Sam Wilson yes. are pretty freaking great in yes. this uh, in this show. And you can see you can see Bucky looking at uh, looking at Sam's uh, sister like, okay, what up? What, what, how's, it going? how's it going? Yeah. Well, I'll pick up this shrimp for you from the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Eight and, Mile was um, his first movie. I just looked it up. Man, what a start! What yes. a start! He's um, yeah, he's up and up and coming actor. That there, uh, oh, what is his actual name? It's probably Mackie. rude to call him Papa Dog. Anthony Mackey. Yeah, Anthony Mackey. Yep, yep, yep. I uh, a little too many hits on the head. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard to remember some stuff. But um, I really did like this show. But I would have to say that it's like. I get though why some people it's kind of ha- mm, I don't know if hacky is the right word, but a little bit like corny ish where in WandaVision, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, this is different. Like this is different. Right. Like a lot of times you it, where Falcon, and the winter soldier, it's like, okay, yeah, this is pretty Marvel. This is, <laughs> this is pretty Marvel. but the information and uh, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus in it, mm-hmm. I really liked her. Yes. That was pretty cool to see her in here. Um, she's going to be in, there's, there's some future, you know, things that she's, this is not her first time. You know, this is not going to be her only appearance, I should say in the Marvel cinematic universe. So do you think they're going to go? I, I mean, I do. So I've been, the you know, with this rewatch and the reading of these books, I think Disney being a hundred year old company has 100 year plans for their media mm-hmm. and their everything they have. Um, and it seems like they've already announced the next decade's worth of stuff. Yes. I mean, I'm sure they're going to have the arc where Bucky is is captain. Oh, or man, not, I'd or, love to see that. You know, that's good. So, you oh, know, even if it's man. seven years down the road, Dang. um, yeah, and, and I think Steve, it's going to be Agent Rogers. I learned about in the comic book. I think he's going to come. I just, I mean, they're making a movie for Loki, man. Like they made a movie for, 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 for like the foul. They're making a movie for Hawkeye, the mm-hmm. worst character in this whole. It's like, you know what I you, you, you know what I know about Hawkeye? Nothing. I know nothing about Hawkeye. And he shoots arrows. And and another thing. Okay, you know I'm going to rant a little bit here, and you can. I'm sure these are things that have been said, and it's. <laughs> part of suspending disbelief but like i've been thinking and i've been wholly enjoying reading these books and watching the tv shows and the movies but like also thinking about the strength relativity like seeing like hawkeye 
next to Hulk. I'm like, are you serious? You guys like, <laughs> so I saw, so I then started to like dive into this. Like, okay, so are they, so they're all mutants. Like they're mutants, right? Right. Are they all mutants or are they, some of them just highly skilled? Well, they haven't specifically. So this is a whole legal thing. Originally Fox owned the X-Men. So they also own the trademark to mutants. So Marvel was not allowed to say mutants in their own movies. Now, these are Marvel characters, and they weren't even allowed to say mutants. So when you get to – you haven't gotten to Age of Ultron yet, have you? No. Okay. So when you get to Age of Ultron, notice both Quicksilver and Wanda, instead of calling them mutants, they call them like special – I don't even know what they call them. They, they got some weird name for them. They're they're enhanced, you know, or they, they're charmed, yeah. something like that. But they that's why they do that, because they couldn't say mutants. So technically there are not mutants yet, and we're waiting for that. Like because Marvel – or because Disney owns Fox now, we know that they're – at some point the X-Men are going to show up again. The X-Men are too popular for them to not bring them back. So we're going to have mutants eventually, but at this point where we're at, we do not have any mutants. So it's kind of like, all right, there's guys with powers and there's guys without powers, um, which sometimes that is what makes them cool. Like, okay, he's just a guy who shoots bow and arrows, but he can still keep up with, you know, all these guys. And it's the same. in. <laughs> like that's my th- like I'm sitting here watching him in New York with like these aliens hey. coming out of the sky. Iron Man is like going at st- Did you not out- see him shoot an arrow backwards and not looking at somebody? <laughs> that's yeah, how good he is. Into the wind, he shot it into the wind yes. and then he hit it. But like what about all the in between where he has to survive? <laughs> like that's my thing is I get- What you know, know what? Like also, I guess I guess if I, if we were going this route, like uh, Tony Stark would have died in yeah, that suit right. for a long time. So, so yes. I get like I'm not really caught up on this. But Hawkeye was one that, <laughs> and, and Natasha was another one. Yeah. I'm like, okay, guys, yeah. hold up. Like, and there's a Black Widow movie ru- coming also in, in the next couple months. Here, uh, what? There's a Black Widow movie coming out in July. Where as as we record this, it's May of 2021. There's a Black Widow movie coming in in July, which I'm not necessarily. Um, jazzed about, but I do want to see how it plays into the larger picture. Um, but I guess you can look at it on the on if we're going comic books, like the DC side. Okay, Batman has no powers, but he's able to be in the Justice League. Green Arrow is is the same as Hawkeye. All he can do is just shoot arrows, but he's in the Justice League, so he can keep up with Flash and all these people. So that's kind of what makes them cool is that they're human and that and that's kind of like what we um me and you were talking off off mic about the street level heroes versus like the god level heroes so like thor versus daredevil and yeah sometimes when it's just a human that makes them more relatable there's actually a really good hawkeye story um, anytime you want a comic book recommendation, I'm your guy. Yeah, this guy so, is, it is absurd. There's two really good Hawkeye books that I can recommend to you. And yeah, you don't have to read them right now, but the, the upcoming Hawkeye series is not actually going to be that much. Um, Clinton Barton, who's the guy we saw in the, in the uh, movies, it's going to be Kate Bishop and she's played by Haley Steinfeld. Um, there's a really good Hawkeye book 
that I can recommend that follows basically both of them and Pizza Dog. You're, you would you would really like that book, and then the ultimate version of Hawkeye, which is the Ultimates, is an alternate universe version of the Avengers, which is also where the Sam Jackson lookalike or the way that Nick Fury looks in the Marvel universe is is Samuel L. Jackson. That came from the Ultimates. So in that universe, Ultimate Hawkeye is like the baddest like secret agent you'll ever see. And I'll just illustrate in one scene, he's tied up. He's like, um, they're, they're torturing him. He's able, he has no weapons. He's able to take out the guards by detaching his fingernails and shooting his fingernails at each one of the guards and cutting off their windpipe and killing them. Anyways, they come up with all kind of creative ways for people who don't have powers to be cool. So that's another book I would recommend is The Ultimates if you if you want to read a cool Hawkeye the story. The Ultimates, let me write that. I and, got Vision by Tom King. Yes. Also, a lot of um, stuff that was in the Avengers and in the Marvel like cinematic universe comes from the Ultimates versus like the Ultimates also not only being an ultimate alternate universe, but it was also supposed to be like a more um relatable Avengers, a more modern Avengers, I should say, because the original Avengers is like from the sixties. The Ultimates came out in two thousand. So it's like this is a more and they did it with all of their stuff. Marvel did it with X-Men, Spider-Man, Avengers. All of the Ultimate books were supposed to be a more modern day approach to all these characters. So a lot of the stuff you see in the movies comes from the Ultimate um universe. So that's just a, a little side piece um, yeah, and I guess in the uh, whole realist, and that's yes, once again, it's not necessarily a, a discussion. I'd be like spirited, and mm-hmm. it's more just like me, funny to think about. Yeah, it is, but it it's is. also kind of the style of yeah. this world too. Right. Is that uh, because you do have those other stories that aren't that, like uh, the boys or like mm-hmm. Invincible, for example, when there's a. One guy more powerful than the other. You yeah. know what he does? He rips them in half and then throws <laughs> them on the ground. Like, like the Hulk. Like after, so now that I am also getting a little more verse in oh, yes. the Hulk yes. with, with the Immortal Hulk, yes. and then uh, just listening to podcasts on the Hulk overall. The Hulk is, you know, up there with Thor. Yeah. I would say with strength, yes. he could just probably, you know, potentially grab Iron Man and just rip rip his arms yes. off. Yes, just like hundred like percent. Really, seeing the things that Thor has or the Hulk has done in the books that I've read, not maybe as much in the movies. He could just probably kill everybody. Yes. Actually to illustrate that point in the, there's a comic that was actually written by Damon Lindelof of Watchmen and lost fame. It's called, I think it's ultimate Hulk versus ultimate Wolverine. And in that storyline, he picks Wolverine up and Wolverine has adamantium, bones and that's supposed to be the mo- the unbreakable metal like supposed to be the strongest metal in the Marvel universe the hulk rips him in half so his his torso is in his left hand and his feet are in his right hand he just rips him in half throws him across the earth and wolverine has to climb back to his body and you know t- cuz he has healing and regenerative capabilities but that just shows you how strong the hulk is like okay this is a unbreakable metal yeah i just broke it so hulk is like a1 you know top 10 power level yep and then how they like i think they we remember a story or 
I don't know if it's in the where they designed a weapon. I think that's just specifically to kill the Hulk. Oh yeah. In the event he goes crazy because yes. he accidentally like the Hulk himself. The Hulk <laughs> in itself is just kind of a you know not now to tangent down that is just a crazy <laughs> character to me because he's just basically like evil yeah like well <laughs> he kind of seems like they don't have any control, but it's kind of cool to see dr banner whole yeah it's supposed um, to so be like jekyll and hyde and he can't control his alternate although there's been hulk stories lines where he could control it but yeah it's basically just like pure anger pure like id and it's interesting to see that i i wonder if they're going to do some type of hulk show because we never got that besides the edward norton hulk movie we never got like a Mark Ruffalo Hulk. And that's what everybody wanted. They wanted to see that, but it ended up being uh Thor Ragnarok um, where we got, that was the closest thing we got to our Hulk movie. Um, but I did yeah, like, you, Oh, good. No, you're, you're good. I was going to say, I did enjoy some of the side characters in here. We had Wyatt Russell as John Walker, Emily Van Camp as Sharon Carter, Daniel Brule as Zemo. Um, and, they didn't get, you know, like, because there's only six episodes, it's not like everybody got a huge arc, but I liked what they were able to do with a lot of these things. And specifically Wyatt Russell as John Walker, who becomes U.S. Oh, agent yeah. um, in the comics. And they, they, t- they um, at the end, uh, your girl, uh, Contessa Va- Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, um, comes out and, and names him U.S. agent at the very end. Um, but he's got a whole other storyline in the comics that it, it'll be interesting well, to see how that plays out. I, I was actually pretty uh, – so Wyatt Russell, I like – he's in um, – He's a great he's in a lot of st- He's in a lot of stuff, but he was in uh, – what's the those Netflix uh, oh, anthology um, ones? Uh, I was going to say Bandersnatch. Um, uh, Black, uh, Black Mirror. Black Mirror, yeah, yes. he's in one of my favorite Black Mirror episodes. That's yes, a the video hard game. one to watch. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, do you know who his parents are? Was that? I, do you know who his parents are? No. I just found this out, and it's funny because now that I see his face, like all I can think about is his dad. So his dad also was in a Marvel movie in, in Guardians of the Galaxy Two. His dad is Kurt Russell. His mom what? is Goldie Hawn. So two uh, like it does look like that. Yeah, he looks like I. I now that I know that, I don't know why I didn't know that before, but now that I know that, that's all I can uh, think about. But he's a great actor. Like it's funny when he was when he first came out in the show. You know, he turns to the camera and he winks. I remember the reaction online was like, "What?" Ah! And not necessarily because it was him, just because it wasn't Steve Rogers. So everybody was like going crazy that, oh, he's a fake Captain America. And all these memes came out at the time. But he ended up being like some people's favorite parts of the show. They they really liked his um, yep. his portrayal and his character. So I want to see what happens with him next after this. Yeah, and I was pretty uh, – I really liked him in Lodge 49 also. Oh, that yeah. was a show that I was – it's a super odd show, but he's the main character yeah. in Lodge 49. Yes. Um, but he, Great I was pretty bummed to see Lamar die because I really liked that character. Uh, it was yeah. actually like when I was disliking John Walker, when he was, I think he was supposed to be easily dislikable. Like it, he was, he, I think he was an enjoyable character to watch, to watch, but I think he was annoying at first on mm-hmm. purpose. Um, and in those times I actually liked Lamar and then yes, and he had to be the one who died. And like, <laughs> 
So that was kind of bummed to see him go, but, um, yeah. And he's a character in the comics called Battlestar, um, which I've, I've never been like a big fan of his, but he's kind of like a, a side, he's kind of like a Bucky, um, character. So he's also from the comics, but yeah, it's, it's, it was kind of, uh, I like that actor too, that played him. So it's kind of, kind of lame that he had to die, but. Like but I said, six hey, episodes. Someone had to die for yeah. someone else to die, as is tradition. Yeah, push the story along the line. Um, yep, yep. Story storyline along. Sorry. Um, and Sebastian Stan, I think, was always great as Bucky. Um, it was cool to see his Black Panther Wakanda ties, and you heard the uh, the Black Panther theme music in the background when they, when they came in the Dora Milaje. So that was cool. Um, I liked all the performances. I like where they try, where they're taking Falcon. They're actually making a movie now with him. So I guess, I don't know if they're going to call that like Captain America three or, or what they're going to call it, but um, it'll be interesting to see where they go. And then eventually, yeah, give Bucky the shield. I want to see him. He actually picks it up at one point in the show. And I was like, yeah, give, give Bucky the shield. Cause I liked him as, as Captain America in the comics. Yeah, they really this the MCU at this point, as far as they're leading people, I mean Anthony Mackey's great. Yeah, the um, cast cast and directors Stan, are great. Is that his name? Yes. Yes. And you have Elizabeth Olsen, yep. Brie was it Brie Olsen as Brie well? Brie Larson. Brie Larson yes. rather. Um you have some pretty like enjoyable people to see on screen. Yeah. Not even just, you know, when the MCU was starting out. Yeah, Robert. It's like, oh, we got to get Robert Downey Jr. and pay him a lot because we got to get him in the door. This yeah. is kind of a new starting out thing. Chris Evans is even a huge name. These people kind of became big names yes. over the last handful of years yes. into their own right of like, oh, these people are are like good in their um, in the short term. Well, I guess they've probably all been actors yeah. for ten plus years at this point. But you know but what I mean? They it boosted their star name. power a hundred percent, especially like you said with. Um, I was going to say uh, Chris Evans, although his, he had a number of like smaller roles, but the role of Captain America, I think, is going to be, when you look back on it, his defining role. Um, Robert Downey Jr. was the only one that was like already really established. Um, Chris Hemsworth was an unknown. Like yep. The only thing I had known him from was Star Trek as Kirk's dad, and he dies like in the first five minutes of the movie. Um, now he's a superstar, right? So Yeah, like, the Hemsworth brothers were like n- n- nobody. I mean, these... This is like when the when these movies started is when they kind of started out. Now they're all yeah. everyone's a freaking star. For yeah, these. everybody wants to be in a Marvel movie now and in a Marvel TV show um, like the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So I want to see what happens next because they set up the power broker and they said it was Sharon Carter, which that was like the twist. Which I don't think anybody when they when that was revealed, I don't think anybody was like what. Although she's Peggy Carter's relative and and she's been now you got to the assassination of Captain America in the comics. Yeah, I'm familiar with the Carters. So, yes, she kills Captain America. She shoots Steve Rogers, but she's under the influence of somebody else. But I don't know if that reveal as the power broker is going to be revealed to be an even bigger con right like a longer con i think they might say that the power broker is actually somebody else and that is that if they do that that's going to be i think a more 
um, satisfying payoff than Sharon Carter was the power broker the whole time. Um, so I want to see what they do there. So it's like all of the things that happened in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier was, was interesting, but I want to see what happens next. Like that's, it just want, I want to, I want it to continue. I didn't have a necessarily like super satisfying ending at the end of, of this show. Yeah. It's, it's these, these shows are going to, man, it's kind of incredible what's really going on with, and what Disney and the MCU yeah. are doing with what these six to nine episode five, five, I'm just throwing the number five out there. And it's probably not wrong. Five of these TV shows in an 18 to 24 month period. And then you pepper in a, you know, a set piece movie every six months. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, they were on track, you know, before COVID, I think they were on track to be like every week for the whole year, there was going to be some new Marvel thing. And even in the movies, what's crazy. I was thinking about this the other day. There's four Marvel movies coming out this year. There's black widow in July. There's uh Shang Chi in September. There's eternals in November. And then there's, Spider-Man, which is a Sony movie, but it's like in association with Marvel. So we're putting it in there. So Spider-Man three is going to be December. It's going to be like on Christmas. So there's going to be four Marvel movies for the rest of this year. Um, A lot of that's due to COVID, but it's pretty good planning by them to have all these shows coming out and all these movies. And the quality is there And like, in reading the comic books, you kind of can see like, Oh, they've got, They've got thousands of hours oh, yeah. of content in these books. This <laughs> yes. is great. Like, yeah. While I'm reading this, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. D- Disney goes like, look, guys, we buy all these stories. <laughs> they literally wrote the screenplays. For- they even yes. wrote. They even like did framing for us. Yes. They they have every every shop in these boxes, and it's just, just like reading it. I'm like, they can just they're gonna keep going and going and going, and it's probably going to be pretty freaking high quality the whole time. Well, at least I hope so. And I, I think Disney's really good at making a lot of money and it seems like they found out that when stuff's good, it makes them more. Oh yeah. (laughs) So let's keep it up. Disney. I'm really actually looking forward to Loki. Speaking of actors that got a huge boost, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Oh yeah. I I can't wait. He got a, he got an, I think he got an Oscar the horse movie, the world war one. Oh yeah. War horse after the first Thor movie. Yeah. War horse. Yeah. War horse. That was a great movie. And I, first time I saw him was in Thor. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then we've also got the what if show, which is an animated show, but I always loved the what if comic as a kid. And it was basically the premise is, okay, all these what if storylines like, Oh, instead of um, Steve Rogers becoming Captain America, what if Peggy Carter became Captain America? Like it's all these what if scenarios and each episode is going to be narrated by Jeffrey Wright, who is an actor that I love. So we'll probably be talking about that show on here as well. So stay tuned to seasons change as we talk about all the Marvel um, shows, as well as all the other shows that we're enjoying um, in this world, Mr. Fink. And because you said Mr. Fink, I'm going to plug in the old tweeter Ooh. at F I N K L E W H O Finkel who, uh, that's kind of the only social media I use and hopefully I'll delete it soon. Been trying to delete everything, but you know, I'm a crack addict with that social media. So I'm still <laughs> on it. What you, what you got out there on the internet, Mr. Vector. 
I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Vactor, my last name, V-A-C-T-O-R. And I'm also on a Star Wars podcast called Protocol 13, which you can find on whatever podcast player you're listening to this show on. You can find Protocol 13. I also, since we're talking about Marvel Comics and comics in general, let's go. I'm also going to be doing a comic book podcast called five years later where basically the premise is i haven't been keeping up to date with comics lately and it's just due to life in general i've been surpassing them even (laughs) mr fink has been way out out producing me on on comic book reading so i have been snapped away i was you know the blip happened i'm coming back from the blip and I want to read everything. I want to read all the comic books. So that comic book podcast is called Five Years Later. So I'm going to be doing that as well. So keep on the lookout for those shows, my friends. As well as Seasons Change, I will still be here with my boy, Mr. Fink. And we're going to be talking about all the amazing television that's out there. Mr. Fink. Yep, yep. <laughs>